This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Book another lucky trout, H.G. Oh, yes, uh, TF Much, Orca Submariner, and our moonshot rocketeer, Cedric Espen Sump AO, talk to you the blind side, flip paper once again. Yes, that's the sound of the sumster camped in the bludging on the blind side soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia. Welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side. HG Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. I'll move on quickly. What a week. A week when too much board is barely enough. A quick reminder, we pull up stumps for the year with today's blast, but stay with us as we attempt to stop the madness for the final time in 2023. Welcome to the Cox. A race that stops the nation and puts romance of racing front and centre once again. And speaking of front and centre, Rugby League stepped out onto the international stage midweek and I've got to say, as the nation said, it did not look out of place. Like all right-thinking Australians, I was thrilled that the man of feathers, Peter Valendis, wearing the suit he sleeps in but added a bow tie for the occasion, was invited to the White House midweek for a pie and a Rugby League intensive with a special focus on the same-day multi. Uh, sadly, the B-52s could not rock the lobster, but the house band, the Army and Air Force Strolling Strings, knocked up a funky version of Rugby League Song for Vegas. Happy together. Imagine me and you. I do. I think of it. You know it. And they got it down. They nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. They opened then the Master Apprentice's Songbook for something for the oldies. Everyone was on the dance floor, and they brought it home at about four in the morning with a great read of Go You Good Thing. Now, that... Put him a gap in and remember that uh, Olympics, well, has it ever had a better song? I don't think so. It's the Orcus Anzus Alliance in a nutshell. That Go You Good Thing song, I don't know why they don't uh, play it whenever he turns up, the uh, Prime Minister. It went extremely well. My only worry was one, uh, well, one that's been front and centre since the news broke that Valendez was stepping out to rattle the knife and fork at the White House. The thought that Feathers, remember, was the last international dignitary to dine with the Queen. I make no apology for this observation, but lightning, could it strike twice in the same place? Uh, I just have to ask, could it? Well, you know, they've obviously got, uh, you know, an iron dome around the bloke, so I think he'll be okay. Influences, um, well, they're now very much part of the build-up for Unleashed, and it doesn't get much better than the roll call of the great and good who bobbed at the, up at the trough midweek. Obviously, Megan and Harry have been approached, but they're busy people, and I don't think PV in the pantaloons of plumage has made the calls yet, but I suggest he do so today. Some people have suggested Taylor Swift's sideline to be great. She appears to know what footy is all about. If her romances can be taken into account, why not take Winks over? And... Uh, you know, what about that red-headed weirdo who keeps dropping big wedges on Charles III? The bloke have must have some pull by now. King Charles III sidelined at Vegas. I mean, that's got a real, real... They can't do any better than that. I can, uh, however, say that uh, 
Sadly, uh, the Trump boat looks as though it may have sailed. As you know, Roy and I were very bullish about getting Donald, the Donald, on the sideline and having him say a few words before it kicks off. But I am approaching the Department of Justice, just as, just as an Australian citizen, wondering about should the worst happen for the Donald, about day release. Uh, so all is not lost on that front. There could be a chance that Don could be there. Speaking of Vegas, and uh, we're talking of nothing else, as you can see, as many of you know, our charity partner, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava, do great work for those who have fallen on hard times becoming victims of the punt. Now, at a recent board meeting, the Knights Brain Trust decided to tackle the problem and the solution at source with the mould-breaking Blinkered Bet Initiative. The Knights can swerve around those savage tax imposts on punting imposed by American administration who don't believe that rugby league is fun. It's a treble fun with the same day multi riding on it. That was my pitch to them, but they were deaf. So we invented our own. That's the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava bet. Now, the head of the Knights outreach mission, Monsignor Mo, says the best bet is a Blinkered bet. And so confident is Mo that the Knights bet is the best. If you can find better odds, the Knights will credit your account with $1,000. A stunning offer. He doesn't care how much, he doesn't care if he breaks the brink with that offer. $1,000 if you can find better odds. Speaking of odds, last Saturday at Caulfield, Mark Zara almost cut without a, without a fight in half to bag the cup. Everyone admired the bloke's vigour, which was sadly well outside the rules of race. The poor blowing hoop on the second place get a west wind blows, stayed within the rules of racing and lost by a neck. I mean, that's, that's modern racing in a nutshell. Somebody went for it. Somebody knew that they had a chance in a lifetime to do something special. They did it. And, of course, blow in, fly in, fly out. They don't understand Australia. They don't understand what it means to Australia, Caulfield Cup. People accuse this program, incidentally, of moaning about whip overuse and not caring about connections who have spent a fortune to get the horse in the race or punters who have dug deep to be part of it. But the bludge has been calling for someone in a position of authority to stand up, get a jockey into the rooms, make him stand on a spot, put the foot down and disqualify a horse and hoop for swerving outside the whip use guidelines. But they never do. Mark Zara will never learn because there's too many vested interests with a handout pretending the overuse doesn't happen. Remember, it'll only take one DQ in a group one to get the message across to everyone involved in the industry. But, oh, no. What's he got? He's got a couple of weeks to have a holiday. Well, he'll be able to go on the Gold Coast up there with schoolies and have a time of his life. Let's not forget, Rooting King was blessed with phenomenal leg speed and could have won, most observers believe, he could have won five Melbourne Cups if Roy had only given the instructions for the jockey, Fractious Bruce Woodis, to go to Berserk and win at all costs. But Roy didn't give the jockey those instructions and so the King's record remains modest for a horse of his unprecedented talent. But the King has lived a long and contented life despite many issues like his hatred of Bruce McAvaney, his aversion to a certain television programs like that's, that's racing with aim and his inability to communicate with school kids. By the way, watch this about Haim relocating to France. France of all places. This is the end of an era. Has he been given clearance by the Department of Foreign Affairs to travel or to stay there forever? I mean, this is just, a, I mean, miserableness. No wonder it's descended like a fog. F1, and I have to do this now, is leaving it until later will only create problems. Maxi Verstappen landed his 50th Grand Prix in the States on the weekend. Oh, look, you know the mantra. You know, hate the bloke, never want to meet the bloke, etc. Well, let's just leave it there and move on. Swimming. And Kayla McKeon smashed the 50 and 100 metres backstroke world records in that wonderful aquatic centre in Budapest. This is a magnificent 
50 metres of fast blue wetness. It's now a magnet for everyone who wants to break any sort of record. Kaylee now has the big three backstroke world records, the 50 metres, the 100 metres and the 200 metres. That is literally the next level. The World Game and Australia beat Iran in the World Cup qualifier in Perth on Thursday. The very sweet tune, two blot, Matilda's Way. Overseas and the agony is finally coming to an end in France. <laughs> France again, home, get out of the road. It's the All Blacks v South Africa in for the William Webb Ellis tomorrow, uh, starting off about 6am Eastern, summer. This morning it was the battle for third, the tune, England v Argentina. Well, it was a great game. It was worthy of a final, but uh, England 26, just too good for Argentina, which had been the surprise packet. They only managed 23, but it's their World Cup, really. Finally, cricket. And America is falling under the spell of the game originally invented by the Dutch all those years ago. A movie on the history of the game titled Straight Outta Compton will make its way into the cinemas onto streaming platforms in the coming months. It's a provocative history that suggests early LA rappers were the first 11, were a first 11 loaded with toot and talent. Dr. Dre, with his explosive pace with a new ball, was impossible to play. Cube, very safe behind the furniture with the gloves. Easy E and two-packed opening, opening the dig could always be relied on to get a quick turn if necessary. Looking at the footage, many believe this lost generation could have emerged as a formidable test side if, uh, stuck, uh, if they'd stuck with cricket and not swerved into the rap caper, and I agree looking at the images. Speaking of Test Cricket, Bairstow, remember him? Well, he's back, blubbing again about being given out, stumped in the recent Ashes series. Uh, his position now is that the spirit of cricket should trump the rules. Uh, ODI has tested this position over and over again. And uh, look, it is a bit of a worry because how does it work? Where are we going to end with this? Imagine trying to teach that concept in schools that somehow the spirit of cricket, which, you know, obviously the rules said I was out, but the spirit of cricket said I was in. I mean... Where, do you, where does it end? But to get the blindside barge away from the wall for another fi- for the final time, should I say, in 2023, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, the voice who incorporates the ethical obligation is again focused, as he has all year, on the cost of living crisis. Incidentally, I spotted World Cup Caramilk Wallabies, 12 for $2.50. Is that 20 cents each wallaby? I think that's right. Roughly 20 cents and a bit for each wallaby to chew on unbelievable Halloween value right there. This man is speaking to you today on the condition of anonymity. Uh, the Roy of Hope belongs to the Activated One Rampaging Roy Slavin, who's the best in the business, always gets the job done, no doubt about it, and he's been doing it all year. He's super excited to be here for the final time. Roy, have a rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion for the final time in 2023 by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? <coughs> Fully sick, save it Yes, thank you. Thank you very, very much, Ace. Austin, of course, happy rugby league to you, as she, of course, and uh, to your... Uh... Uh, to you, to your family, and yeah. uh, and uh, happy rugby league to all decent, hard-working, quiet Aussies who've worked tirelessly at the tiller of their homes this year, keeping this divided, enigmatic but potentially great nation on an even keel <laughs> yet again in 2023. Uh, for all those Aussies who have, uh, you know, put truth before prejudice, take a bow. Outstanding Australians, and you know who you are. Now, Bishon Beatty, Vale, Bishon Beatty. Did we see the best of Bishon? I think we did. Mm. I think we did. He was a great entertainer, wonderful sense of humour. Could be, it got occasionally clownish, but deliberately so. Yeah, ever, ever the entertainer. Um, he was uh, probably a precursor to uh, the great Phil Tufnell. 
in many ways. I think Phil borrowed from the Bish and Beatty playbook. Uh, it worked for Bish and it certainly worked for Phil Tufnell. Uh, people have been asking me whether uh, Bish and Beatty ever bowled to Swampy Marsh. Sadly, no. I think Swamp's uh, career came a little bit, oh, about a decade after uh, Bishon had uh, hung up the uh, hung up the wrist. But uh, what a great fellow he was, Bishon Beatty. Now, our Aussie uh, ODI World Cup heroes, well, they've, they've come good, haven't they? The big show, God Almighty, that 40-ball 100. You don't often see that. And Warner, of course. Mm. I think Warner has joined Sachin Tendulkar with, it. I think it might be six World Cup hundreds now and with the potential to, uh, in fact, better um, uh, Sachin Tendulkar. And what a feather that would be in the uh, trouser of uh, David Warner uh, as we uh, head towards his retirement, I think, in January at the SCG. Uh, speaking of cricket, uh, Will Pukowski is now oh, back yes. playing uh, Sheffield Shield. Now, Will Pukowski, he was, remember, you may recall him, he was uh, described Wund- as a prodigy. Or a wunderkind? A wunderkind, yes. The problem was that the wunderkind slash prodigy kept getting hit in the head, uh, even when he was fielding. It seemed the, the, the ball, his head was just a magnet. magnet. It's just a magnet for the bloody ball, no matter what he's up to. Uh, even in the dressing room, he manages to get clipped every now and again. I uh, don't know what we can do about it, but we wish him all the best and uh, hope that there are no uh, long-term effects for the uh, constant uh, barrage uh, in the head region uh, with that particular player. Now, Alicia Healy, uh, the captain of our uh, national team at the moment, although Meg Lanning is back and she'll probably take over or assume leadership, well, she will now, because Alicia Healy is out of the WBBL with a badly bitten hand. Uh, her two dogs, I assume they were her two dogs, or might have been two random dogs, I don't know, she saw fighting and tried to break up the fight, and she got savaged on the hand. I, I don't know if these dogs have been put down. Uh, I think they should be put down. Uh, I'm calling for them to be put down, uh, and I'm not alone in this. Uh, I assume they've been put down already. Let, let's assume they have been. I certainly deserved it. Uh, now, the English ODI team, well, they're out of the running. They're, they're playing like wallabies, <laughs> aren't they? A lot of kids have said to me, uh, you know, the English, do they know the wallabies? And I had to say, well, probably, the way they're playing. Uh, they haven't really recovered from the, uh, the Ashes experience, I think. They're still reading from that. Um, anyway, um, it certainly opens up for other teams. Let's put it that way. Now, our Aussie Diamond heroes, uh, they retain the Constellation Cup, of course, and go on. I think they defeated South Africa during the week as well. What a great week. Remember, they're playing for nothing. Uh, They haven't been paid. Uh, Alicia Healy has looked at the books and she said there's plenty of money there to pay them and to give them the uh, modest uh, request that they're asking for, which is not much. They just want a small share of uh, of the profits. That's all, nothing more, just what any Aussie would ask for. And normally Aussies get, but uh, not in this instance. I don't know what's uh, what's going on with uh, Netball Australia. I don't know what their position is. It's totally unjustifiable. I don't know what these clowns are up to. There should be an inquiry. Um, I know a lot of Australians, largely outstanding Australians, are very critical of uh, Netball Australia and have them in the crosshairs. You are warned. You are warned, they're saying to uh, Netball Australia. Get your act together. Pay these heroes. Pay these heroes what they deserve. 
Uh, now, Aussie, uh, Aussie Ange is uh, Tottenham, uh, still on top after a big win over Fulham. Uh, this has been an extraordinary uh, charge by uh, Ange Postacoglu. I think he picked up another award. I think uh, he's the most successful coach in the first nine rounds, uh, the first first-time coach, at least in Premier League, over nine rounds uh, ever recorded in history, which is quite a feather in uh, a very bulging set of trousers. Uh, now, the Brisbane Roar have abandoned uh, Ballymore as a training ground, a training venue. Why? Because it's not up to standard. I was appalled when I heard this. Mm. Absolutely appalled. Uh, Ballymore, I, I was just discussing Ballymore with HG during the week. I said, Ballymore, I associate with uh, Rugby Union Triumph. God almighty, they were the days, weren't they, when, the, uh, when we were... Proud of our Wallabies. Number one. Number one in the world. You know, John Eagles. Brad Thorne. Remember Brad Thorne? Oh, Thorn. I do remember no, Brad Thorne. Yeah. I mean, it makes you weep, doesn't it? Read and weep. Wonderful. Anyway, Ballymore had so many memories for HG and myself. I think we witnessed a number of tests there when we were proud of our Wallabies. Uh, but to imagine now the, that the uh, the ground is not even suitable as a venue for the rule to practice on. God almighty, what's going on there? There must be an inquiry. I know many Aussies are calling for an inquiry into what's happening at Ballymore. And they're not alone. Uh, now, the Matildas, as she is, is alluded to already, uh, over uh, Iran. I was amazed that Iran were here. Yeah, so Given the I. circumstance, given what's going on in the Middle East, God almighty, we need some Aussies there to sort things out, don't we? Uh, it's a credit to anyway, the Anyway, credit to the uh, Iranian team for, yeah, for making it here, turning up and being allowed in yeah. under the circumstances. Uh, I thought they, they had their minds on the job and looked very, very professional, even though they went down two blot. Um, enough said, really. Now, uh, Wally Masur. Haven't heard from Wally in a hell of a long time, and whenever Wally Masur speaks, I listen. And I'm not alone. A lot of Aussies listen to Wally Masur, and why wouldn't they? Great Australian. Uh, great Aussie Wally Masur has advised Nick Kyrgios to take his fitness seriously. <laughs> what wise words they are. I hope Nick was listening. I'm pretty sure he was, because uh, Wally always kept himself fit. Very fit. Very, very fit. I mean, yeah. he didn't... Oh, well, he might have won more than he lost, but uh, I think he got up to number 15 in the world at one stage, about where Nick was when he was in his pomp, when he got into the Wimbledon final, you'll recall, against uh, Djokovic and took a set off him but went down, sadly, uh, which would have bumped him up into the top ten, didn't quite make it. Uh, but uh, what he saw was, I mean, he always turned up for Davis Cup duties, never let us down. Uh, he might have formed a doubles partnership uh, that might have had a modicum of success with uh, might have been Broad Dyke. Whoa! Now, there's a name we haven't thought of for a hell of a no, long while. No, it's the first time. Yeah, the lovable lefty, Broad Dyke. What a great Aussie he was. Didn't, outstanding. Yes, outstanding. Didn't Aussie. complain? Didn't complain even when he lost, which was often. Um, but uh, Broad Dyke, Broad, if you're listening, mate, we haven't forgotten you. Many Aussies haven't forgotten Broad Dyke. I mean, it troubles me when I'm on a bus listening to kids... They never refer to Broad Dyke. No, well, why should they? It's not taught in schools, is it? I mean, where do we go to look at open up the curriculum and have a look at what's going on? It's like, oh, I mean, anyway, more for that next year. Uh, next year, it'll be a, a thorough examination by HG and myself of the curriculum of the, uh, not only the New South Wales Department of Education, but uh, the national curriculum. That's what we'll be focusing on. And its uh, relationship to sports its relationship and to, Well, there's no relationship to sports. No, exactly. Right? That's None what whatsoever. Remember, I mean, that's a scandal. Absolute scandal. Absolute scandal. And uh, you want to see how many times uh, in all of the exams in each of the states in the finals this year, rugby league was referred to. I can tell you now, none. Not one. There we are. I rest my case. 
now, as HG has uh, pointed out, Haim. Yeah. Moving to France. What do you think about this, Roy? Well, I don't know. He might be what we'd call in the old days a Francophile. Oh, uh, no. You may recall HG uh, Ernie Sigley was a he, Francophile. Yes. And Ernie, whenever he got off here, would head straight off to France. He had a house there, I He think. had a house. See, uh, that's a and he had what he called a lifestyle in France uh, where he would merge with the locals because he, he spoke the language, of course, and enjoyed a you know baguette and a croissant and didn't look embarrassed riding around on a bicycle with a bag on the uh, handle, you know, with a, yeah. with a, with a croissant and a... You baguette know, sticking baguette out. Sticking a glass out. of a he bottle of very, wine. Yeah, that's right, looked very much at home. Ernie like Sigley. burgundy. Uh, and loved his Burgundy, yes, mm. he did. He did love that whole Burgundy region. Well, who would beautiful, beautiful soils, very deep soils. The Tuera. Yes, well, some of the richest soils in the world. World. Uh, and maybe that's where Haim's going. And I certainly look forward to, uh, well, what would he be saying once he got there, I suppose, something like uh, Good Noir uh, Travazola. Take us through it. <laughs> He'd be well across there. Well across that. And his next line would be, voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Wonderful week, of course, for the greatest game of all, Valentine Holmes, uh, back with the kangaroos. We don't know what that powder was dangling from his lip. I thought it looked like talcum powder. Uh, I thought it was just a, a jape, a joke, you know, and a very funny one. Uh, I, I certainly showed it to friends on the bus and they laughed. <laughs> Nico Hines and Tom Flegler to uh, debut for the Kangaroos against New Zealand this evening. And uh, really, it is the greatest day of your life uh, for these two wonderful rugby league players uh, and for anyone who makes their debut in the green and gold as a wallaby god almighty. Where are you, Roy? Days, as a kangaroo. It's a day you never forget. It's, it's the greatest day of your life because you know you are amongst and with and enjoined by the best of the very best. Make of that what you will. Bludgers, want to arrive in style for a big night in a car that has a rugby league twang? Why not get the car and driver package from Cook Cars? All the Cook drivers are ticketed first-grade rugby league players who arrive on time, kitted out in their playing strip. For that special rugby league event discount, just mention to the captain that you listen to Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, have you ever been more proud about rugby league than this week? It was extraordinary, wasn't it? It, it, was, it, was, it broke the mould of being contained in Australia yep. at last. Yep. 1908 to now, up until this week, it's always been an Australian game. Now it's an international sport. Yep. It comes with the imprimatur of the White House. It does. And, look, just a few thoughts on the speeches and so on. Obviously, the television coverage dealt with the Biden elbow toasts. Yes. But then they, they settled down and they had a couple of great Albo gave a great speech once mm. the cameras were turned off. Mm. He's, he opened up with, happy rugby league punters, and that's that right. brought the house down. <laughs> For those <laughs> in the know, just, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was just great. It was a nice and touch. His, his, yeah. his first thing concerned Jared. Yes. And his great thing was Jared's released. He'll be here in March. Yes. And they know their rugby league already there. They uh, They were a bit disappointed, some of the people I spoke to, that Reese Walsh wasn't in the room. Yes. Because they heard, you know, Valandis has so tipped him. So much about him, yes. Yeah, tipped him for the top. Yeah. 
But then uh, Albo settled down once they got over the disappointment of Reese Walsh not being here um, and he gave a tight 20 minutes about the history of Souths. That's right. You know, they are the Book of Feuds. The Book of Feuds, yeah. the clothes props. They're right. walking around, Rabbitoh, you know, yeah. the pyjamas on, pyjamas off. That's They're right. chasing them down in the sandhills, down Maroubra right. Way and so on. Yeah. And they loved that. Yeah, they did. In fact, Martin Scorsese came up to me afterwards and said there's a film in that. Mm. Uh, and, yeah. you know, he, he says it's got everything. It's got, yes. you know, drama. It's it got does. romance. It's got yeah. people living ordinary lives lifted up by the spirit of something beyond them, which was rugby league. Mm. That's how he saw it. Mm. Then <clears throat> I thought he took a lovely leaf out of the Governor-General's uh, wife nice. handbook and he handed out some song sheets and yes. they had Happy Together on it and so mm. they got a happy yes. a cappella version of Happy Together going and then Glory, Glory, I'm a Rabbit, the mm. club theme song. Yep. And then he came down to what he considered the nub of his thing, the importance of the punt. Mm. And I think that's really thing that could have been lost on the night and it's certainly been lost in the mm. paper in the, report, in the reporting of it, mm. the importance of the punt yeah. Yeah. and how much fun you can have once you've got a bet on and how it changes your view of rugby league if you've got a bet on. Yeah. And he opened up the concept of the Harold Matthews Cup. Now, this mm. is something that I'd forgotten about, of course, because let's face it, the Harold Matthews Cup runs mm. alongside the, uh, you know, obviously the big show, mm. if I can call it a phrase. Yeah. And he thought that there was value in the Harold Matthews Cup mm-hmm. <clears throat> for those who wanted to get involved in the in the punt. Yeah, exactly yeah. in the in the mm. bigger spectrum of the punt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One thing that came away from me from the night was: uh, should have there been a few players, a few more players there? In fact, I don't think there was one rugby league ticket of rugby well, league. Well, there wasn't. Played. No, and that, I thought that was a gaping thing. You, you know, because yeah. It was a great opportunity yeah, lost for, for someone to for the Americans to have a look at how fit, fit and how mobile and yes. you know, I mean, if they were just doing a little bit of something, you yes. know, a bit of dumb show about how to set a scrum, or how to play the ball, how to play the ball, perfect, something like perfect. that. Yeah. Now we come to the thing about how we promote the game. Mm. Now, honestly, if they're sending over uh, the guy from the Broncos. Uh, Oh, the right. pr- second rower is it uh, Cardigan Carrigan? All oh, right, you yeah. know, and yeah. I yeah. forget the the skipper out of the rabbits. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Cameron yeah. Murray, so, and they were sending uh, well, Nathan Astor at one stage. Was it a separate story? Separate story. Separate, we yeah. might come no. to that. The yeah. sports yeah. coverage. Yeah. Then I I don't see these people striking a chord because what we're looking who at who knows them exactly. Yeah. What we're looking at is the legacy of Matthew Lodge. Yeah. But we've got to get beyond that. We've got to create our own outrage mm. and our own outrageous things because that's the way we get publicity. That's the way we remember rugby league. That's you right. mentioned Valentine Holmes in your yeah. opening remarks. Yes. I tell it you, would have been perfect sending Valentine Holmes over early with, with the bag hanging exactly. off the lip. A couple of bags and off get the stop lip. at customs. Yeah. What's that on your lip? <laughs> Talcum powder. And, and they test it. Oh, it is talcum powder. <laughs> off you go, buddy. Yeah. You know, it would have been great. Now... We're only talking about the the kangaroos v New Zealand today yeah. because of Valentine Holmes. I know. The bloke with the bag hanging off the lips back yes, in the side. I know. And hundreds of kids will be going tonight, which is the one who had the bag yeah, off the lips. Yeah, where's the bag? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Give us a Put snort. Put the bag back on. You know, and fair enough. <laughs> I know. That's what people a, want to see. That's what people want to now, see. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen, and I know you would have liked to have seen, a simple thing like... There were some fireworks let off. They weren't very impressive compared no, to what we, have in, yeah, what we have in Australia. Mm. But if they'd been bought inside and let off inside, as they were in Queensland at the well, opening of the season. it gives you that unpredictable edge. Yes. And notoriety. Yes. Because you might start a fire and then you've got a story. Exactly. <laughs> then we have... 
the idea of Love at First Flush, which mm. is obviously a story yeah. from the annals of rugby league. Yeah. I thought that could have been reproduced. Well, there was no mention at all, as nearly as I can tell, in any of the speeches about the history of rugby league toilets. No, and the central role that they play yes, in promoting the in game. the social the, aspects of the game. In, can I dare to use the... I wouldn't normally use this word. In the culture of the game. Culture, thank you. Thank you. Now, look, I... Look, I was very happy around all of that, very pleased, great, proud. White House, you know, state dinner, all of that, president there, blah, 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 all great. But wrong side of politics. I know. For rugby league to really get into the, you know, the, the marrow, the, where, where your rugby league family is going to be is in the other side of the house. <laughs> now, I just hope, and I have no reportage here at all, I just hope that uh, Vlandis reached out to the other side. He, he had the great opportunity. He should have met with at least uh, the, Jim Jordan. The new or, speaker. Or Matt Gates, or oh, the new, Gates. new speaker, uh, Mike Johnson, his name might be. The You know, Albo spoke with him, but I don't know if he raised rugby league. But it was up to Vlandis to get a channel happening through to the man you know, under siege, the man who's going to be arrested soon, one imagines. Yeah, and The man who can change the history of rugby league. Yeah. Should he get on board? And we want him on board. Yeah. Because my feeling, my gut instinct is that if, uh, you know, even if you went through Ivanka or Jared uh, or, uh, or, or, or Donald Jr. They'd all be great. They'd all be great. And the old man there icing on and the cake. Get the old man there. Get the old man involved in rugby league. And once he learns it, he'd love it, especially if we're going to change the name on that one day just to trumple just for the day. He would love that. And I have no doubt that he would become, because he's you know, perverse in this way, he'd become a manly fan. Well, of course. He would I love Manly because they're the most hated, hated team. Thing, yeah. The thing you hate is yes. the thing he hates. And it wouldn't surprise me if he put on some Manly gear and walked out and said, do you want to hate me? You know what I mean? He, he turned into theatre. Theatre, that's It'd right. It'd be great. Yeah. And the outrage would follow. Yes, it would. And it would write its own story. You'd yes. have people from the New York and Times. And he'd say, and... you know, so many lies told about this team. Yeah. Manly's great. Yeah, that's right. That's they're right. Manly, like me. Yeah. <laughs> Can Rugby League save the Great Barrier Reef? Yes. Can Rugby League save the koala? Yes. Can Rugby League make carbon capture and storage work? No. No one can. Can Rugby League turn Australia into a renewable energy powerhouse? Yes. Next time you vote, vote one Rugby League and get the planet back in shape. Now, the great news is is that uh, Volandis mm. has discovered it's a gold mine in America. Oh, yeah. And the numbers are just outstanding. Mm. Now, let me just uh, go through a little bit of background here is the NRL has a five-year strategy play, mm. I love that, strategy like Vegas. Mm. After meeting Biden, Volandis believes rugby league can generate more than $200 million mm. with a permanent foothold in the land of the opportunity. That's $200 million a year, I yep, assume. Yep. Now, it's just surreal being here. This is Volandis talking. I'm pinching myself. I'm the only human, I'm only human, and I've initially met the Queen for an hour and a half last year, mm. then I meet the King of England, and now I've met the Amer- American President. Yep. I want to express this. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Mm. I'm an immigrant kid from Wollongong, and I'm here in the White House. I hope Australian kids take inspiration from this, thinking if a buffhead can be at the White House, anyone can achieve it. Mm. Great. Isn't that a wonderful message for it the is. kids? 
Yeah, you mm. might be in Wollongong, you might be a buffhead, yes. but you can become... But you can become important. You, <laughs> can, you can go to the White House. Isn't that wonderful? Anthony Albanese, this is uh, Volandis talking again, mm. is a great man and he's a great supporter of rugby league. It's he been is. a great trip and a very important trip. I've had some... I, I have seen some very big hitters and I've learned a lot about the American market. Ah, Good. Now, I assume that would be the lettuce market mm-hmm. and the, uh, mm. you know, what, have you, what else have you well, got? Well, you get a different feeling from America when you're there, don't you? You do. You, you know, do. You when, don't. When you walk around and... See, know. it's all sensationalised here. It's all, it is. You know, stars and people being shot. That's right. Whereas That's right. Really, There's much more to it than that. <laughs> isn't there? <laughs> from American government's officials to major business people, the trip has been exceptionally worthwhile. To be successful, you have to set the foundation, and I'm setting the foundation for long-term growth in sport. I've made some key contacts that will be important for the rugby league in the future. I won't name names because I don't want to embarrass them, but the NRL will be Australia's number one sport. Now, look, I have... Look, I just want one name I want to start with, and I know you don't want to say this, but... Uh, Bob Dylan contacted you and mm-hmm. asked, did you have Volandis's number? He did. And it he seemed... wasn't the only one. No, no, I know. Mm. But listen, mm. the thing that was surprised me was that when you got off the phone, a bit tight-lipped, ashen face, sure. it seemed to me that Bob Dylan was writing a song mm-hmm. about rugby league in Vegas yep. to be played on the opening day. Yes. Now, that's, is that's, that your that, understanding that, that's, too? That's, the, that's his ambition, yes, yes. I, I, all I could uh, advise him was to look at some old tapes... You know, I said to go to YouTube, you'll find rugby league tapes there. You know, just Google YouTube, you know, Google rugby league and see what happens. Go go to the videos section, yeah, which he was happy to do. Uh, what he loved about it was that uh, the game is uh, energetic, uh, violent and has characters. And it's the characters, characters he's interested in. Tr- I, I told him about uh, Jared and uh, Jared was free to, uh, to fly uh, into Vegas oh. and... Uh, he thought there might be a, a bit of a song in that, yeah. Jared in Vegas. Um, well, I can so see where it's going see, to. See what's going to happen. And then mm. the lovely touch as you hung up, he said, mm. by the way, Bob, mm. Volantis hadn't got time to talk to the likes of you, yes. which must have led him a bit on the back foot. Yeah. But then Volantis yeah. doesn't have time to talk well, to Well, he doesn't. If, he you've doesn't. Got a, if you've got something done, bring yeah. it along. That's yeah. what he's interested That's in. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I assume that uh, the Man of Feathers would be try or would have tried to tee up some sort of meeting at Mar-a-Lago. That, that, that's where I think he should He's, be He should, should head be next. Going. Yes, yeah, yes. Well, I, I'd assume he would have talked to Dick Pratt, Yeah, uh, the, the, the red-headed weirdo guy. Yeah, Anthony um, might be. But Anthony Pratt. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dick, who was Dick Pratt? The old man. The old man. Yeah. yeah. Well, he might, I'm not sure, well, I'm not sure if he's still with us. I don't I know. Don't but he was the original box king, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. Yeah. So anyway... Uh, the red-headed weirdo uh, would, would uh, be able to talk. He's the way forward. He's the way forward. He knows all these people. Well, you've got well. to join the club at Marilago, exactly. which is not cheap, and then yeah. which Volantis, the rugby league, you pay for, obviously. Yeah. You pay for his membership. Um, and I assume, uh, you know, you get someone like the Great White Shark oh, to turn up as I a sort of Mr Interlocutor. Uh, well, in case there are any language problems, you know, when he's talking rugby league, that's you know goes a bit over the head of uh, the DT. Of the DT uh, Sharky would be able to explain what he meant. What he means. Well, you know, that would be a great. Yeah, forty twenties when the ball, uh, yeah. and, you know, he and, lost it by then. But anyway, and Sharky would be a great get for the sideline on the big day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, what? Do, look, obviously, what, I had a short list that he'd met Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell, Kevin yeah. Costner, very funny bloke, isn't he? Yeah, very funny. on screen, not so funny live. No, that's true. He's very, t- serious. very serious. Yeah, yes. but, but 
able to turn something like a discussion about rugby league into mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Shakira and Beyonce were a couple of ring-ins that I didn't expect. No, I didn't expect Beyonce Knowles to be there, no. And do no. you think... And to have such a, 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 a an understanding of rugby league. Yeah. And she's a, she's, she was totally across the problem of the North Sydney Bears. I couldn't believe it. Could not believe But it. she's been to Australia. I oh, know, many times. Yeah, and yeah. Would, would obviously have friends here who would yes. keep her up to speed. Sure. Now, um, where does it go to from here? Because these it's all great, these ideas. But Look, what, it is great, but and there's a lot of discussion happening in the United States at the moment as a result of that White House dinner and the fallout from that. I just worry that by the time March rolls around, uh, a lot of this might be forgotten. Uh, so I, we're going to have to freshen it up. You know, with trips over every now and again, maybe get the foreign minister. I don't know what Penny Wong's up to, but find an excuse for her to go over. Richard Miles could go over. I mean, any number of them. Tony Burke. Find a reason to go over to talk up rugby bloody league. Yeah. <laughs> the outrage. This is where your outrage yes. comes in. You've got it. We've got to feed this fire. We've got some kindling there. Yes. And every so often, obviously, I'd see this week as pouring petrol onto the bonfire. Yes. But yes. as you point out. The, yeah. the kindling will burn up it will. quickly. It will. Somebody else will come along, you know, some great weed. Something else will happen. <clears throat> exactly. You know, Nothing uh, to do the with Middle rugby East league. could take a lot of attention away from rugby league. Now, that is true. And rugby league's got to prepare for this. Now, <laughs> you've just got me thinking, now. that is a big question. I a big know. Half. I know. I've got to prepare for that. <laughs> now, how about this? Philanders uh, said he met a host of wealthy and powerful Australians who now live in the United States at the dinner. Mm. Right. Well, I think that should have got more publicity. I mean, yeah. as you point out, you know, this is a lost opportunity. Yeah. I mean, be, not one of them appeared to have anything to do with rugby league. No. Uh, I mean, was no. Madge Maguire there? Was, no. uh, you know, Kevy there? No. Was, you know, no. uh, you know the uh, Oracle, you yeah. know, Gus Gould? He would have been great. Why yeah. wasn't he speaking? Cam Smith. Cam Smith, yeah. yeah. Now, Freddie. The amount of Australians in the US in is in the hundreds of thousands. That'd be right. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. I reckon that's now, right, yeah. And we want to sell NRL to them as much as everyone else. Everyone that I've come across, an Austra- every, everyone that I've come across that's an Australian living in America has said they're going to be in Vegas for the game. Yes. There wasn't one person that I met that's an Australian living in the US not going to be in Vegas and they're all taking five to ten people with them. Well, that's good. But hang on a minute. We've got hundreds of thousands mm. all well, taking five well, or ten. Well, let's say 100,000 take five people or yeah, ten five. people each. That's five hundred. That's about a million people going into Vegas. Most of them in Australia. Yeah, so, that, so there'll have to be, you know, a, a larger structure. A temporary stand. A temporary stand right around the, the outside to uh, accommodate, accommodate a million people. Yeah, I've been calling for this for ages. Our scaffolders are the best in the world. Yeah, they are. That had taken about two weeks to put it up. They are. Now, this Has there been a... any incentive offered, HG, for any genuine Aussie with, uh, who's living in the United States, if they do bring between five and ten locals to watch the game, should they get in free? They should. And, they and should. maybe get a sam- little sample bag. Sample bag of Australian things. Australian you know, things. Vegemite and, you know, a bit, sure. bit of Western Star butter. Yeah. But this comes to the nub now. Imagine all these people there, those numbers, spending a grand each on the same day multi. Yes. Oh, well. so, so you're talking a million people. Yeah. That's $10 million. Yep. But does that have any of that money come 30, back 000. here? Oh, I doubt it. Yeah. I mean, this, these are expensive things, yeah. you know, flying people and, and in. where do we stand with Tabcorp having their own bricks and mortar? Well, hang on a minute. Where do we stand with the Rugby League having yeah. their own yeah. Tabcorp? Sure. 
mean, surely we've got to own yeah, the, yeah, yeah. you know, we own the. Well, rugby league needs its own gambling app, doesn't exactly, it? Exactly, exactly. Which it doesn't have, which I find with no, baffling. With, which swerves around, as I said in my opening remarks, yeah. swerves around the savage impost tax-wise yeah. on, an, um, you know, from administration that don't give sure. a fig about how much fun gambling on rugby league is. Well, that's true. But could they set up a company, say, in the Seychelles or... You in know, Gibraltar? Yes. You get uh, PW's Price Waters had to no, advise. Yeah, I, they, they, I mean, they're, they're the tax minimisation masters, aren't they? I mean, I mean, if you want to set up shop overseas and not pay a cent of tax in Australia, they're the people you go to. <laughs> Surely. Yeah, well, why hasn't the rugby league gone to them? But and said, look, we want people to be able to gamble same-day multi in the United States not have to pay a cent of tax there. We want the brothers to come back here. Buy the Seychelles if possible. Now, are you surprised about how much money this thing's going to generate? Not really. Not really. Not you, really. You think that... Because, uh, well, uh, to be perfectly honest, you, once you start talking about billions, I get a little bit lost. Yeah. You know, it just, it just becomes fair a noise. Enough. But you're talking about... Yeah. I can't work out what... We're talking about a thousand million... Yes. ...on this one game that yeah. will be returned to Australia. That's a right. thousand million. A thousand now, million. Now, is that... A thousand many, million, yeah. Is that a billion? I suppose that's a billion. A thousand million? Well, I suppose. Let's say it is. <laughs> Let's say it is for, for easy talking. Okay. We're going right. to get a billion off one game. Off what game? Oh, like two games, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, uh, buying those submarines is going to, I mean, we could do that in a couple of weeks, couldn't we? We could. Rugby and remember, could pay for it. Remember, we're not, we're not dealing with this as on the punt only. We get no. a billion. Yeah. Now, we've got gate receipts. We've got merchandise. We've got your beverage and liquor outlets. Yep, yep. You've got, you know, yep. all, and admittedly, I, I well, we've got res- a free trader uh, agreement. I mean, once people start tasting Aussie wines, Aussie jams, <laughs> cheese, cheese, no, no, bigger cheese, yes, wheat bix, yeah, wheat bix, sure. I mean, it's just going to go through the roof. It could and go absolutely mm-hmm. through the roof. The Las Vegas Church of Rugby League has secured a month's residency for former Australian strongman ScoMo next March. In weekly sprays, the Mo will take us his themes, the miracle of the five jobs, the sermon of the shark, and the night at Engadine Mecca's that changed his life forever. Dates and times available from Bludging on the Blind Side. Belanders, uh, back in the White House, he says Vegas is about building the audience, learning from the first year and applying it. I'm very confident we're going to make a lot of money out of this. If we manage to attract 1% of the people over there, we'll make more money than we do in Australia. Mm. Very disturbing, this, though. Mm. It could rugby league lock, stock and barrel be sold to America, do you think? Oh, dear. Oh, well, no. I, look, I, th- I, hmm. we've got to, I think we've got to keep Australian control over rugby league, I think. The Australian uh, Rugby League. The Australian Rugby League, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, sure, sell it off, but keep control. I mean, so that, that, that's the way 49% you'd yeah, be happy like to see yeah, you go? Yeah. Now, you know, you think, well, is this Philanders just talking? But I, I bailed up Peter Beattie over there. Oh, yes. And, you know, the former, former Premier. Queensland Premier. Premier. Yeah, yeah. He says, this is a very rare opportunity. It's been afforded the – It's a, a, and it's great for Rugby League. Mm. This is a networking opportunity from the gods. Mm. Now, I'm not sure what yeah. – this raises a – Ethical question. Is he talking about the White House dinner? That that that's it. It's got to be that's more than that. It's got to be more than that. 
anyone who is anyone will be there. There's no doubt Peter has the personality that gets him through the door, mm. but it'll open up even more doors for the game. Yeah. That's a sport we've tried to break into the US before and failed, yeah. but we've never tapped on the door of the biggest power place in the country, and that's, you know, need to be successful in the US market. That's what you need sure. for success. Sure, yeah. Now. You do, you the, do, you do, you do. But the measure of success of this, uh, you know, White House function with uh, the Prime Minister there is if the Prime Minister and the President are there on the day in Vegas. Oh, no, no, without doubt. You know? Without doubt. I mean, um, see, um, what Volandi's like was the Albanese government reported to offer $25 million for the part New Guinea side. Good. Uh, which is great, mm-hmm. and the highlight of the trip for me was actually the day before the dinner when the Prime Minister made a speech on the lawns oh, yes. and about 500,000 people were there. Yep. It made you proud to be in Australia, really emotional, powerful. We mm. had a good relationship and he's a vision for the 18th team and the Commission shares that vision. Yes. You know, and uh, yes. tacit, yep. another opportunity to punt. That's right. That, that's right, and and don't forget, it's it's a great opportunity too for the people of Papua New Guinea to have a punt as well. You forget that. Don't you forget you? that. Yeah. And this point was raised, I think, by uh, President Biden in their ongoing discussions, and, and because the you know the, the 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 White House wanted to be across what's happening with rugby league yeah. in Papua New Guinea in the context of the premiership. And uh, China. In Australia. And, and China, China as a bulwark against the That's invasion right. of China That's into right. the Pacific area. That's right. Now, uh, final talkback topic for the year, unless oh, there's yes. any text there. That, that, that's right, HG. We, uh, the, there's no talkback topic, of course, uh, for this today. Week. But, how'd you but go our last, last talkback topic was uh, we asked, uh, are you calling for action? And uh, 100% of people said yes, they are calling for action. Now, let's put this in context. <laughs> I think we were asking for action on, uh, what was it, uh, pigs, feral cats, oh, yes, feral yes. horses, rabbits, foxes, fire ants, and someone suggested the uh, robovirus as well that was affecting our bees. Uh, people want action on these yeah, things. Yeah, they do. They want you know, I think the uh, the federal government has tipped in another 252 or $258 million into uh, addressing the uh, fire ant problem, but that's a bit of a, you know... Sideshow, uh, really. Sideshow, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, if the fire ants get out of control, <clears throat> it's going to cost, uh, conservatively, $2 billion a year uh, in lost... Uh, Product, productivity. Well, I know where you can get a lot of money and that would be yep. to slave the, some of these ideas to yep. the matches of rugby league in America. All right. Punt yes. today to save Australia's... To save Australia. Oh, you mean some sort of levy? Well, uh, I wasn't thinking of a levy. No, levy. Like, people people need to sort of have a reason to maybe to take the same day multi if they're yes. reluctant about it. A lot of people will be gung-ho about but, it. Are but, you suggesting a small fire ant impost and, on your same day multi? I well, am. I don't think people would oppose. Uh, I am. You know, people would be happy with that. You see, we've got a billion dollars to play with. But yes. And so let's say the impost was, say, a third the, of that. Yes, a third of that. Mm. Well, there you are. Well, the, the fire ants would be the big losers here, which is what we want, <laughs> isn't it? It is. Because the fire ants are totally out of control in the United States, you know. I didn't know that. Oh, yes. <clears throat> totally well, out of control. Well, for God's sake, don't give them that idea. Otherwise, yeah. they want some of the money for well, themselves. Well, they will. They will. They can't have it. We thought of it first and rugby league was the thing. Now, one small thing before we go to the news is this test tonight, Australia v New Zealand, should that be in America? Yes, of course it should. What a great combination. You know, here it is. Yes. This is the, uh, you know, the dinner, the the great thing. Volantis is here. And on the weekend there's a game and you can all go and see it. I mean, it's sort of cack-handed. Well, it is a bit cack-handed. But I would have thought there would have been someone there surely at the White House dinner uh, representing the Murdoch organisation. 
Surely Volandis would have said, look, we've got a test match happening, Australia versus New Zealand. A couple of blokes are making their... Nico Hines is making his debut with Flegler. Surely that's got to be of interest to your network here. Well, why don't you show it here live? Exactly, or a live site in the live White House. Live site at the White House. Maybe a hundred million people there. Sure. It's great. Right. Now... See, there are a lot of opportunities lost in this. I mean, people I are talking it up, but all I see is disappointment. Money Magazine's top investment strategy for 2024. Introduce your children to Rugby League. Yes, uh, and you can see why we say that, because the amount of money that Rugby League's going to make in America is just unimaginable. Mm. I mean, Volanda's called it a gold miner. I mean, I think you have to look at one of these new minerals that's going to make us absolutely rich beyond belief. Like, is it lithium that's oh, the lithium, big one that's yeah. extremely that's valuable? your batteries. Yeah, yeah your battery's mm. just going to go through the roof. And oh, we've got plenty of lithium here. Tons, tons, tons yeah. 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 Now, uh, Cedric's obviously had a tremendous year, and I'd like to thank his close relative, Dave Gibson, mm -hmm. for helping us out with the uh, work in the booth there for Cedric. Mm. And also, while we're on credits, Dave Stein's done another magnificent job throughout the whole year mm. on the buttons and mm. uh, panelling and production. And Wendy Saunders, who selects our music, has done uh, mm. equally as good well, as any other year. She's almost professional, isn't she? Very close to being professional. But if you want to get involved with the show for the rest of the day, then just use the text number 0467920222. And, Roy, some people have. Uh, yes, just on the text she Dave uh, in Rosebury, he's saying that action is happening. Aerial shooting of feral horses in the Cosgrove yeah, National I, Park approved this week. I saw that. Well, which is a, a good thing, I think. But I'd like uh, to see. I think the numbers are over thirty thousand horses at the moment. Isn't that That's got to be reduced to about three thousand. Can I ask what happens when they shot? Well, I can't help you there. Are they are collected they, and used? They, as... I, I, look, I assume they'd be collected. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's otherwise gonna they're going to be blowies. Yeah, gonna be I know. Going know. once the summer comes in. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm not too sure how the logistics are of that, HG. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Right. And well, any way you do it is going to be slightly messy, yes. isn't it? Yes, that's But right. then again, it's the same with, with dealing with all the ferals. Well, I mean, I, there comes that messy point where animal is there, alive, running around, next minute animal's dead. dead. What yeah. do you do with it? Yeah, that's right. You know, and that's a reality. Could we aerial yeah. shoot fire ants? I mean, well, you could try like, bombing. May spray. Oh, yeah. bombing. Bombing. Hmm. You could. I think they're, they're, they're using baits, some right. sort of baiting technique mm -hmm. that they think is going to work where you surround an area with baits and, and uh, gradually uh, close, uh, close that in. Right. That, that's the theory. I, I don't know if it works or not. Yeah. doesn't seem to have worked anywhere else, but, but maybe we can make it work. Mm -hmm. uh, my view is you've got to go out and identify each hive and deal with it separately, and that's where the rugby league community is more than willing to put its hand up and help. And help, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Anyway, now, uh, this comes from uh, Ian H.G., our, our, uh, our oh, uh, cyclist, cyclist uh, from uh, going through uh, Central, America, Central America. Now yes. in South America. Yes, he said uh, this journey is most likely the last epic ride he'll make. What? But after five months on the road, the road is your life and it becomes very seductive. He's been enjoying uh, enjoying the ride and enjoying the program. Oh, isn't that great? And we wish him all the best. Yes, for in, the next two for the, years. Well, well, for however long he's going to be riding. Uh, now, this comes from Nick. Um, he says, uh, 
By my reckoning, the dismal dragons have been on the nose ever since the new Western Grandstand was erected at Wollongong Stadium. <laughs> Did the Gould report identify any causal links between this grandstand and on-field performance? Well, as far as I know, the Gould inquiry or the Gould report cited, I think there were, from memory, 17 occasions when the first-grade side was found guilty of what was described as inappropriate behaviour at the work site. Uh, of the Western Grandstand. So, right. I didn't realise there yeah, was that many. that many. You know, I could have accepted 10, yep. but 17, 17 is quite yeah, a number. Yep, 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 yep. One uh, per... Now, whether that's impacted on the... Team? The, 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 the team's performance, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but uh, because we, the full inquiry is never, never been published. Yeah, all no. we've had is snippets that were uh, can passed I just say, on in board meetings. As we understand it, the full inquiry was never written. No, it was never written. No, no, no notes were taken. And it's the reportage of those notes that we're relying on to piece together like a jigsaw. You know, we've only got half the bloody pieces. Yeah. Were fees paid? Fees were paid, yeah, yes. Good. Oh, no, Gus was paid. Are you kidding me? And Gus doesn't come cheap either. Nor should he. You've been very QT on America. He hasn't said a word. I know. Surely he should have gone to well, that Well, he might have been there. a little bit uh, disappointed that he wasn't invited yeah, to no, I get that. the White House. Oh, no, I get that. You know, he would have thought he'd be the first to... Exactly. Yeah. He could have st- done one of his This Is Football. Yeah. On the big screen. That's right. Mm. That's right. Uh, now, this uh, refers to uh, an issue that came up uh, ooh, several weeks ago. It might even be months ago, actually. We were wondering whether you can still get Australian flounder, the fish. Oh, right. Uh, right. You're a big advocate. Well, I love New flounder. Zealand. And I, I remember when, you know, in younger years, we, we would often catch flounder uh, with... Uh, uh, long rods on the beach, beach fishing. Wow, that's a long time ago. Long time ago, yeah. I know. I don't, you, you, don't, you never see anyone beach fishing yeah. these days. You don't. I don't know whatever happened to that. I mean, sometimes schools would do it, you know, as a sport. Wow, that's a... Beach fishing. Yeah, yeah believe it or not. Uh, and you'd pull in the occasional flounder. And you used to be able to purchase flounder in stores, in shops. In shops. Mm. Well, you can get New Zealand flounder, mm-hmm. but you can't buy Aussie flounder. No, it's a... Baffling, it's it? a baffling thing. It's such yeah. a sweet tasting fish. Oh, lovely, lovely beautiful, fish. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful eating. Beautiful eating. Anyway, according to uh, uh, Ash from Geelong, uh, yes, you still can get Australian flounder. And he's attached a picture for our uh, benefit uh, with a ruler for the proof of size. He says he goes about once a month, always at midnight, if the, wa- if the water surface is like a mill pond to in catch the, his flounder. In the Geelong area? In the Geelong area, yes. Ooh. So if people want a taste of flounder, go to Geelong. And is it a, uh, you know, he, well, there you could fish inside the bay, but you, would you yes. go to the out? Well, I can't help you. No. He'd obviously have secret spots. Yeah, he, he would, you know, secret spots. Everybody's I mean, got successful spots. fisher people do. I yeah, mean, talk to right. Andrew Eddingshausen. Yeah. Try and get some common sense out of him. You can't. You can't. You Terry know, where'd Hill. You, where'd you catch, catch that, E.T.? Yeah. You know, I'm stum. Yeah. Same with Terry Hill. Same with Terry Hill. Which, yeah, where'd which... you get those lobsters? <laughs> Not saying nothing. Secret spots. <laughs> this comes from uh, Justin of Bexley. Uh, has the NRL considered the availability of Aussie bookies to two overseas, Aussies overseas? Punters will know that their favourite app is often blocked when overseas. Yeah, well, this is an issue we're trying to address. We are. And we, we are, think we... we've got to involve PwC and the Seychelles somehow. And? And the Australian Rugby League. Exactly. And some, some sort of betting app. Exactly. Uh, that is compliant with the United yeah. States and compliant with international laws. Or owned by the Rugby and League. And owned by the Rugby League. They and all profits like. flow through the Rugby League, through the Seychelles. We think. 
We're working on it. We're working on it. Uh, now, this comes from Ryan in Cronulla. Uh, just chipping in on the national conversation vis-a-vis toilets of national historical importance, oh, yeah. I noted a listener wrote in from my hometown in Cronulla a couple of weeks ago highlighting what we've all been thinking. You go into the toilets at Northies and immediately find yourself wondering, am I standing where Todd Carney once stood? There's no way of knowing. Northie management, epic fail. Conversely, I was pleasantly surprised when I recently took my partner to the Randwick Ritz Cinema oh, yeah. to see Oppenheimer. Ah, oh, yes. When I went to use the block, I saw a plaque atop one of the urinal stalls. It simply read, here stood Quentin Tarantino and gave the exact date. Naturally chose to use that particular urinal. As I exited, I felt a little extra spring in my step, which my partner picked up on and was somewhat jealous when I told her what I'd just experienced. The point is that it's not that hard to get these things done right. Big tick to the management at Randwick Ritz Cinema. And why now the Carney incident yes. has been back in the news recently. It has. I'm yes. not quite sure why. Is it because a book's been put out about it? Or? Look, I don't know. Somebody questioned Todd about uh, In some sort of interview for yes. say Braith and Astor's show. I think the story was uh, not so much whether the bubbler incident occurred or not at Nordies. It did. He admitted that it did, and it probably was poor judgment. Uh, but I think more disturbingly was that he found out that he'd been sacked from the team. Before? Uh, he, he found out last. The team knew before he did. Yeah. Now, can That's I, what upset him. Can I come to this incident? Now, look, I think that uh, people accept uh, that Australian rugby league players have a great bag of tricks. They do. Uh, many of which and are natural entertainers. Natural entertainers. And they don't mind putting... No, the whole body behind the act. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine if we could reproduce some of these highlights stateside as a build-up to Unleashed. Now, I'm not sure that I'll tell you what, the Americans would be shocked by that sort of behaviour. But that's what I mean. Yeah, but they'd talk about it for sure. Yeah, exactly, which is the one Do you see what that guy... Yeah, I know, I know. That sort of stuff. Is that bloke here? Yeah. Is that bloke here? That's the one there. What did he do? Yeah. Oh, no way. See? See, you got people talking, yeah. and you didn't spend a penny. No, no pun intended. No, 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 no. Uh, now, uh, this comes from Matthew in Foster. Uh, further, last week's discussion on which uh, teams America should find an allegiance with, similarly with birds, is okay. Team colours, similar animals, all work as their style of play. Remember, it's a game they know nothing about, and teams they've never heard of. Picking a team is is easy, but a team to hate is harder. This is where rugby league historians will play a central role. Manly are hated due to the 1976 seventh tackle fiasco in the semi-final, the role of Greg Hollywood Hartley in their success, the reign of Arco, the purchase of West's best players and so on. Americans need to know that this is not some sort of blow-in sport. It has a glorious past. Well, that's your point, isn't it? It is. And that was the point Albo made at the White House dinner. It is. The Book of Feuds. The Book of Feuds. Yeah. But the difficulty is it's already well to talk about the Book of Feuds. That's great. But yeah. then people are scratching their head. The Book of Feuds, where do I get it? Yeah. Where do I start reading? Where do I, you know, South, what's that? Yes. You know, we have to realise some of this stuff. Yes. You know, that's why I'm suggesting outrage would be a good way to get involved. Yes. You know, the ten top outrages between Roosters and, say, South. So yes. all of a sudden we've got half the bases covered. That's right. That's right. People That's are right. forming an opinion about the coach wouldn't myrtle or the Steggles sponsorship That's or right. stuff like that. That's Stop what we it. need, the yeah. detail. We do. We do. This comes from Tom from Roseville. Uh, as we gear up for NRL Unleashed, Unleashed 2024 at Alley Giant Stadium in Vegas, 
I stumbled across a little-known fact that I believe could be vital to turbocharging marketing efforts for this event. Turbocharging, I like that. Uh, the Bludge crew aware that the Alley Giant Stadium features 297 restrooms with a total of 1,430 toilets. I didn't know that. That Ooh. seems uh, a lot, doesn't it? it well, d- Americans are a little bit different, though. They may, may need to... They, like they, probably, they may not be able to hold on as long yeah, that's as right. Aussies. <laughs> no surprises there. Uh, never before will NRL fans have enjoyed this standard of world-class plumbing at an NRL regular season game. That's true. No, that is true. Even with a sellout crowd at 65,000, NRL fans can be assured that Alley Giant's plumbing has been rigorously, rigorously tested. In June 2020, Alley Giant Stadium workers simulated game day usage of the stadium's facilities with what's known as the Super Flush, flushing all 1,430 toilets and urinals at nearly the same time while water was running in all of the sinks. The test was successful and the $2 billion stadium was completed on the 31st of July 2020. So in addition to world-class rugby league at NRL Unleashed 2024, rugby league fans globally will be able to experience world-class plumbing. What an irresistible combination. And do you think that happened, that test? Yes. Yeah. Yes, right, I'm I sure didn't realise that, that detail. I mean, yeah, I assume all stadia do that. I don't yeah. know if we do it here. Right. Uh, maybe not. And maybe that's something that should be... Well, that tested. I, I don't know what, if the facilities that say Leichhardt Oval have been tested. I don't know if uh, if all four have been flushed at the same time. Oh, arguably over the years they probably they must have. have must but have done. I tell you what, the flush test would be something that could pull a crowd. Yes. Yeah. And maybe the people would queue up, come exactly, down for the yeah, flush exactly, test. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Where's the flush test on? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And don't tell me that you put a flush. You test could be on. a show in that. You exactly. Home. Home. Call me home. Take us through Take it. Take us through <laughs> it. You got a flush test. Take us through it. Now, look. See if we play. Let, let's say, uh, you know, people are looking for extra things to do apart from walking the way, mm. uh, you know, to hatch a bit of tone par, et cetera. Mm. Uh, they could go to a flush test. Yes. Which they might have to test on, the, say, the day before. Yes. I know uh, Super Bowl. Is Super Bowl Super Bowl, yeah. coming up? Yeah, it is coming up soon. Yeah. And maybe the flush test could be part oh, of that. Oh, they'd do the flush test before the Super Bowl. Of course they would. Yeah. True. Of course they would. Of course they would. This comes from Jared. Uh, Jared, who's not allowed to play. I don't think it's Jared. We're a Hargreaves. Although Jared does listen. And Jared, we're supporting you, fella. We're calling for release. We're we're calling for. Well, we've got your release. I know. He's in. He's in. As a conscientious, hard-working, decent Australian, I recently travelled to Canberra to see for myself how the Australian government is combating the cost of living crisis. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good luck with that. I'm happy to report that the federal government is indeed taking decisive action to reduce costs. Uh, Cadbury share pack caramilk wallaby 144 gram packs are being sold for $2.50. I think you might have raised this in your earliest comments. In my opening comments. And I think that was about, you worked it out, 20 cents per wallaby. Just a bit over 20 cents. God almighty, that's great. Incredible value. In this time. In In this time. I mean, you just stock up for Christmas. I know this. Interest rates going through the yeah. roof and, you know, cost of living. Just yes, berserk. that's right. That's mm. right. Stock up for Christmas because, I mean, the, the look on little kids' faces. You know, when they see a wallaby. They, when they, 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 and, of course, by Christmas, we'll along. forget that the wallaby's connected with a, a sport. Oh, yeah. It'll just be, well, It'll just be chocolate. Chocolate, that's right. Mm. Aussie chocolate. Aussie chocolate. And now, I see the hand of ACT Senator and former wallaby great David Pocock in this initiative. I didn't know he'd been forcing down the cost of uh, caramel wallabies. Not only is cost of living pressure being being relieved for millions of Aussie families, but the Cadbury wallabies are being bought into the households of all Australians. We need more sporting greats in Parliament, he says. The question I have for you, 
Where are all the Rugby League members of Parliament? Not since Senator Glenn Lazarus has Rugby League been represented at the highest level of government. Well, that's true. We must promote a direct career path for retired league players into our national parliament. Well, well what I a don't story. Know, I don't but know what we can do. There. No. All we can do is, on this program, be advocates <clears throat> for the pathway which we yes. believe is there if people seek it out. That's the right. fact that no-one seeks it out is... Well, they'd have to join a party to begin with. Oh, no, that's where... Yeah, well, they'd make have their to own. party members... And then you've got to work your way through the ranks because yeah. other people have joined the party for the same reason you've probably joined the party because you want your, you want pre-selection. Yeah, it's, it? it's complicated. Isn't it, it is complicated. Yeah, yeah. But why, but if you push your weight around and tell, let them know that you're a rugby league player, or if they recognise, yes, them, that's right. Yes, you know, yeah. they, 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 you'd go straight to the head of the queue. I would have correct. thought. Correct, correct, correct. Especially if you had some ideas on the cost of living crisis. Yes, yes. And can I just thank all correspondents, HG. Uh, uh, throughout the year, who's been uh, a brilliant year? Who've given us some wonderful, wonderful ideas uh, ideas throughout the year, and and it just shows how resourceful Aussies are. That is, you know, caring, decent, hardworking Aussies, and Family I'm amazed people. that they've found time in their very, very busy lives uh, to be able to contribute in the manner in which they have. So thoughtful. Footy heads. The ethical obligation concept is a core value at the Bludge, along with a celebration of football and the belief that many officials and players cheat. We take the rough with the smooth and swerve around the sickos, pervs and weirdos at Bludging on the Blind Side. And, uh, whoa, where do we go to from here? Look, um, one thing I was going to say was that our television footprint from Vegas is going to be interesting mm. uh, because obviously it's going to be hard for a lot of shows to be able to relocate. Mm. Uh, but one of the show that is is Fox League is doubling down on uh, next year's season launch in Vegas as the game's key broadcaster, is Fox obviously, yes. unveils plans to film their flagship rugby league programs, NRL 360, yes. the late show with Matty Johns in Sin City, as they call it here. Really? Yes, yeah, so this is big so news. So they'll be coming live out of Vegas? Live out of Vegas. Yes, but live to Australia or live into America? That's what we need. Yeah, that's what we need because no, if I they're just doing position. it live into Australia, who I mean, who cares? I mean, we've you got... You could pretend you're in Vegas now or you and I could go to Vegas right now. Oh, no. on. Here we are in Vegas. Isn't it great? Yeah, it's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's nothing really. The mm. channel's already locked in the broadcast of both games of the double header, yes. including exclusive. See, where's Sneezeby? Yeah. Where's, yes. You know, Sneezeby's got the uh, the range here. Including but Sneezeby the can't control what Fox in the United States no, put no, to wear right. over there. I know. As far as I can tell, he doesn't. No, he won't. I mean, he could request. I know. I don't know that even that would work because no. nine only know, uh, well, you know. Yeah, you've got Sneezeby. to go through Lachlan Murdoch. He was exactly. there at the White House. Surely it exactly. would have come up. <laughs> Now, according to this item in the Fox media, that is the, uh, yeah, you know, the et cetera, yeah. the, the, uh, Murdoch media rather, they'll yeah. uh, spare no expense to ensure there's plenty of interest in the lead-up as well as uh, they give rugby league fans an inside look of how the week unfolds via the network show and its stars. Right. Now, the stars, well, we get a quote here from Braith, mm. Braith and Asta, NRL 360. He said he was pumped. He's pumped, is he? That's his word, not mine. No. I didn't make that up. I didn't put that word in his mouth. Okay. Are you pumped? Yeah, I'm pumped. Well, could I suggest a Braith? It's just a little bit early to be pumped. I know. I'd rather him to get pumped late February. Thank yeah, you. can I say he could deflate by the time February comes Very around? Very much so. 
Now, he said, obviously, we're really excited about it because it's going to be an awesome week. Awesome. Yes. Doesn't give us much of an idea. No. We're already excited about round one in Vegas, but to have NRL 360 there as well is going to be great for the show. Uh, I'm into the, my NFL now, so to be going over there and being part of that coverage takes Rugby League to America and showcases the sport to, to their fans is a real privilege. This raises the question is, mm. Super Bowl, mm. I think it's on a fortnight beforehand, that the listeners will know, yeah. but is that an opportunity for oh. rugby league. At half time. Half time. Half rugby time league demonstration. Outcome, the four teams marching. Yeah. With Maybe. appropriate music, Say, appropriate Tina Turner. band with Tina Turner. I oh, know, yeah, you know, the Tina Turner the show. Musical Tina Turner show. Yeah. Uh, you know. Maybe Keith Urban on guitar or something oh, like well, that. You know, it's just fantastic. Add that little and, bit of wow fact. And uh, maybe to get Peter Volandis up to say a few words. Yes. He'd really have them in the palm of his hand because yes. they'd be mad about their football. Well, they'd be, they'd lean forward, they'd wonder what's going on here. Exactly. Wonder what's expect- going on, exactly. Because they're expecting superstars, you know, like Beyonce or someone like that. <laughs> To come and perform, well, <laughs> you know, Fleetwood Mac reforming. Fleetwood Mac, can. yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, what's this? We've got four teams coming out. What's that about? Exactly. Don't those guys look fit? Yeah. <laughs> and then Blandis comes out. Hello, hello go- everyone. <coughs> Excuse. Me. Hello, everyone. My name's Peter Blandis. Wow, they'd be interested. I'm leaning forward. Yes. And when he says, you know, you you you're a bit jaded. You may by- be wondering why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> You're a bit jaded about betting on the NFL. Well, I've got a treat for you. Yeah. Why don't you think about a same day Molly? Same day Molly, what's that? Same day Molly, what's that? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. On Rugby League. Mm. Remember, of course, Rugby League is the game (laughs) that is built on punting as being part of the fun. Mm. Now. Well, that's a great opportunity. I'm just a bit worried about this, though, in terms of Mm. it's a bit late just going, as I've said, Mm. but I don't know what else to do about it. I mean, maybe if Braith was a commentator, guest commentator on the whole NFL season or something like that. So he's a known quantity by the time we got to yeah. March the 2nd. Yeah. Because there's no point putting Braith well, on Well, again, the... it's muddying the message. If we've got to exactly. introduce them to, to Braith to introduce them to Rugby League. I know. What you are know, we doing? Too hard. We've got to somehow directly introduce Rugby League. Mm. Directly. And the best, best way is, is through the, the Fox Network showing games. Yeah, I know. Okay, Super Bowl, thanks very much, Dave, for this, uh, in 2024, Sunday, the February the 11th. Right. So now that's basically a fortnight before the before big show the big gets show, going. yeah. Yeah, yep. So that would be a perfect time. But I take your point. They should be showing games now. Yes. But this is our correspondents in America seem that some games are getting through the wall of NFL mm. and being shown at certain times on ESPN, et cetera. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. you know, the front well, for center, example, front is the Australia New Zealand Test match on tonight? That's the one. It would be a great is that one. going to be broadcast into the United States? Yeah, I'd suggest it's not. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Live, but it should be. I know. Live with a big bill with gambling options. Gambling options. That's exactly. You know, right. someone to say, "Oh well, uh, hello. Uh, have you ever thought of a same game, Molly? Well, mm. here's a chair. You know, I'll give yeah. you some advice here. Yeah, you know, you could bet on." <laughs> Number five scoring in the first 20 minutes, you know, on it goes and suddenly they're interested. Yeah. No, that's true. And remember, of course, is that we do have to reach quite a lot of people here because isn't he, we think a million people are going to be basically there on the day now. Yeah. It's going to be a big uh, live site around that's it with right. screens up and all that sort of yes. stuff and, you know, merchandising opportunities and food that's and right. beverage outlets in the Peter car park. score and, and yeah, that's that right. sort of stuff. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah, I reckon huge. 
I reckon you're absolutely right that the more the more reality they can have of rugby league, the better. Yes. Because that's the product sells itself. I think that's yes. the Volandis message. Yeah. I mean, all this is chaff, really, him yeah. going to the White House and yeah. talking to people who he's met who can't name because he doesn't want to embarrass them. That's right. You know, that's I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. That that worries me. That worries me. And has there been any talk or any uh, mention of what's going to be done for the arrival of the pilgrims? Yeah, well. You know? Because I've heard no. I've, sure, I've heard a lot of pilgrim talk. People are taking the walk. Yeah. yeah or using the car. Yeah. Uh, stopping every now and again, you know, to see the che- sites. Check out the sites, the yeah. Daily Messenger's underpants, yeah. that sort of thing. That's great. right. And the Arrowroot biscuits. The Arrowroot biscuits, all of that. Great, 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 great. But are the pilgrims going to be ushered in somehow? Is there going to be a march of the pilgrims There's before be a march here? Of the There's got to be a march of the pilgrims. Yeah. And the arrival of the ball. Yes. I mean, the arrival of the ball. Is the ball going to come from outer space? That's what I'm suggesting. Elon Musk sends a, uh, I yes. was going to say a helicopter, SpaceX. but a spaceship, SpaceX yeah, up, that's right. drops the ball. Yep. I mean, they'd have to time that and get your well, that adiabatic can be done. That can be done. Oh, no, of course it can be done. And yeah. you could trick out the ball so it had a yes. guiding thing yes, in there. Yes, a heat-seeking ball. You're good on you. And you have a bounce and burner down there. Yes. Here comes, comes the ball from outer space and what a bounce it would be, wouldn't it? If it hits, you know, it just, I don't know what speed it would come down. Oh, that'd have to be uh, Why, the some sort of parachute. Yeah, I was Otherwise just someone could get killed. Yeah, no, but wouldn't the ball... Well, mind you, the publicity, if I someone was injured by the ball coming from outer space, know. you know, rugby league does it again. <laughs> Lodging on the Blind Side is again sponsored by the Queensland Pig Shooting Association, the New South Wales Duck Shooters Confederation... And the Australian Shotgun Museum, Tamora, New South Wales. Now, uh, obviously, Roy, we need to leave Rugby League uh, for a little bit, uh, unless you've yeah. got any text no, messages no, no. there to worry about. Oh, no, people are very excited about it all. Uh, she, the uh, the um, Stadium Australia did have a flush test, apparently, which are you passed... Good? Yeah, good, no, good. I, I love flush well. tests. So they're too. just something I've never thought about, but mm. you're absolutely right. I think they do, even for a concert uh, at Alliance that might be happening this evening. I think the Paul McCartney concert is on. I think they do a flush test prior to each concert. To, so there's no leaks? So there are no leaks. Yeah. Always to make sure it all works. Fair enough. Um, because uh, if it doesn't work, you've got to call the concert off. And then it's embarrassing for the yeah, venue. International stars and, international and stuff stars. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. Now, a couple of things. It's uh, obviously Cox Plate Day and uh, now the odds are so few racing items. Uh, the odds <coughs> are shortening that the King Charles III will be in attendance on Everest Day as tipped Yes, on this very year. program. Yeah, on this very program mm-hmm. next year. Now, and that's been confirmed. Is that, Camilla coming as well? Are you sure Camilla's just coming. the King? Oh, Camilla's coming. Camilla's coming. Right. The Racing New South Wales chairperson, mm. uh, the monarch is keen to get be on track for the 2024 Everest Good. meeting and watch Group 1 race named in his honour. Now, Good. they're t- jumping the gun here a bit with the Group 1 mm. because I don't think it's officially called a Group 1 yet, but anyway. The Everest it, is not a Group 1. I don't think it is. No, it's not. Now, following private conversations <laughs> between the King and Volandis at Royal Ascot, we're quietly confident, this is according to the uh, uh, the chairperson, that uh, the bloke will be on course next year, uh, which is a really good, um, you know, get for them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, of course, there's a little bit of, uh, well, news, not quite fangirl running in the cocks today, but, of course, uh, I think fangirl won the King Charles III recently. Did it. Uh, I hope I've got that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... 
it does look promising in that, and that would yeah. be a great get for Well, Williams it would be to... a terrific get, terrific publicity, yes, yes, now, to the... have the King and the Queen there on races that are dedicated to them because there will be the King Charles Stakes and the Queen Camilla Stakes, etc. Uh, now, can I ask, <laughs> I don't want you to rate this because I don't want to get you into trouble, but yeah. would the, if we couldn't get Meghan and Harry sidelined for the Vegas yeah. Unleashed, would you like to see the King and Camilla there? Remember Camilla. Well, Camilla is the patron, patron of rugby, rugby league, league throughout worldwide. the world. Yeah, yes, worldwide. yes, yeah. yes. And so I'd be perfectly happy to have the king and queen there. It'd be a wonderful thing for not only Vegas but for rugby league, uh, and it would be up to uh, the man of feathers to make the invite because he gets on so well with the king. They see eye to eye on so many things. And I think the weirdo redhead <laughs> weirdo, the redhead weirdo, weirdo has been paying like... the king off. He's been <laughs> giving him a couple of bucks every week or something for something or for some reason or other. Apparently, there are quite a few on his payroll. It would seem, including now, a couple of former prime ministers of Australia. Uh, uh, Seems now, crazy to me, but anyway, that's well. So it's his money. He can spend it however he wants. I suppose to. he can. Um, one thing that would be uh, interesting would be mm. that Americans are mad about royalty. You, they you only are. have to go. I mean, you and I have been a number of times, and mm. people recognise you from Australia, and they relate to us as having the head of state in that's England right. and in the palace, and they bail us up and talk about how the king and queen are going. I mean, that's they're just right. desperate to get involved. They are. Now, elsewhere now, Hugh Bowman's a famous jockey yes. and the a striking image of champion jockey Hugh Bowman wearing the famous Winx colours has won a major art prize. Good, good. Uh, it, I've seen the picture. It's a beautiful picture, very realistic. Now, yes. racing enthusiast Debbie Healy's painting of Bowman won two categories, including the major overall award at the 45th Annual Camden Art Exhibition. Isn't that wonderful? It's a great get. And that Camden, the, the standard there is fantastic. Is un- out of control, it and a lot of big control. names have won that. I think Jeffrey Smart picked Jeffrey up. Jeffrey Smart a, did, yes, a, originally all those years ago. And the, that's right. Uh, who's the bloke who lives down in the Shoal? Oh, Brett Whiteley. I Brett think he Whiteley won it many it. years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah for did. sure. I, I remember she when we had uh, a little to do with uh, the judging of art. I think uh, Ed, Ca- Ed Capon uh, got Rope us involved. Sting, yes. And, uh, and it was a great pleasure to do. It know? was. It, it was it, no it, no skin off our nose. No skin off our nose. And we had a nice time doing it. We did. We, we had were a bit brutal time. with some artists. But we did. That's we what we like. But you've got to you've got to call it as you see it. Yeah, exactly. And you you've got to be honest in the way you react. That's right. This now, is shit. At the at the time. That's right. At the time, we discussed with uh, Ed uh, the possibility of what we described as a horse Archibald, where people do paintings of horses. And it's it's judged, and he loved the idea, but couldn't get it through the board, if you recall. Um, so I, what I would suggest is, if we had someone like the Man of Feathers on the board of the New South Wales Art Gallery, a horse, we'd be able to get the horse Archibald up. I think Ed's uh, Ed's problem with it was was that well, who would know, you know, Farlap from Rooting King for arguments? Well, Putters would. Yeah, that's true. You and I would. Oh, you and I, you and I would, of yeah. course. Well, I mean, show me a, a, a portrait of Winx. Yeah. You know, if it's a good portrait, I'd recognise Winx. Yeah, and the same with Black Caviar. Black and Caviar, people, of yeah, course. Yes. Of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the artist here, uh, Debbie Healy, who works in race vision production oh, yes. and has been a regular at Sydney racetracks for 30 years as hobby painter but never expected her traditional oil painting to win such a coveted prize. Right. 
Uh, her painting of Bowman was a labour of love and took her about four months to complete. Huey's very approachable. And I asked him one day, and if artists are there and they wanted to think of somebody to sit for a portrait, I mean, Huey would be an ideal get. Yes. I asked him one day whether he could, whether I could do it. Because of his association with Winks, Hughes is very recognisable. I thought every, even people outside of racing would know who he is. That's yes. there's your point. Yeah. Now, we met up at the barrier trials at Ramwick one morning and he had Winks colours on him and so I took a number of photos which I used to help with the painting. I feel very humbled and honoured to have won. Camden Council sponsors the exhibition and gets to acquire Healy's work to hang in a permanent gallery. Good. But I've done another painting of Huey that I'll give to him when he's back in Sydney. Okay. It's a lovely story. It's a wonderful story. Now, can I ask, would you like to see that suggestion you made? Now, I know you and I have argued about this before, but that... One horse be the sole subject of the horse art mm. competition. Yes. Everybody has to paint, let's say, winks for yeah. arguments. Okay, yeah. Everybody yeah, I'm happy to. with that. So it, it's it's yeah. obviously the mm-hmm. art, horse archibald. Yeah. This year's contestant or this year's subject matter. Subject matter winks. is his winks. And yes. you can have winks running, you can have winks standing still, you can yeah. have winks eating. Well, remember, it's got to be a portrait. It's got to be a portrait. Give us an idea of where you're headed with that. Well, well. Definition, it's got to be front on. Well, I, I don't know if we go that far. You can push boundaries, but certainly it's got to be largely the head has got to be oh, featured, hasn't right. it? Okay. You can't you have know, a great... You, you might go with black caviar and think, oh, man, I might just focus on the arse. Good. But that's a different competition. Newlyweds, buy your house and land package from the experts who know rugby league fans. If you have special needs, see Little and Peachy on the growl in Tigertown or the wily veterans Vaughan and Hetherington at the kennel. Let those who know do the heavy lifting, blindsiders. Picking up uh, an idea of yours, Roy, Portraits mm. of Horses. Oh, yes. Now, jockey Beanie Pania. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, she's an artist as well as being a jockey and she's just finished putting the finishing touches to her portrait of Australian Horse of the Year, Animo. Oh, yeah. A day out from the anniversary of his memorial. You obviously remember winning the, in the 2022 Cox Plate, so mm-hmm. this time last year. Yep. The Bathurst-bound apprentice was commissioned by one of the Godolphin's ground staff to capture the son of Street Boss, that's Animo, in all his magnificent, a request made previously on Pania by fans of the Cox Plate winning champions Winks and Octagonal. So she's done a few already. Most people have asked, why don't you become an artist? And I always say, it's nothing as thrilling as being in a race. Yeah, well, that's true. You know, being a jockey in a race. That's true. So Pania, the twin sister of former Boom Apprentice, Deanne Pania, um, you know, then may be able to ride winners mm. and win at art as well. Uh, what I was going to say was what I'm not quite thing sure. that would be, HG? That rarely happens where a jockey not only wins on the horse but then paints the horse afterwards, a portrait of the horse, puts it in a competition and wins. Well, look. What a wonderful story that is. Do you what, think, a, what, a, what, a, what a series that would make. Well, that's, what, you know, I think there was a, didn't. Uh, Remember Rolf Harris? We don't talk of Rolf these days. Well, go to Bill Lee. Didn't he have a show where people would do Paintings. portraits and things? Well, where Bill Lee used to have a show Bill about had a show, he'd, he'd say, yes. take a famous person like, <laughs> that's right. just for argument's sake, uh, you know, Braith and Astor. Yes. And he'd talk to Braith. That's about right. when he painted his portrait and what the highlights were and how hard it was to get Brother's nose right, right. etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, look, can I just show you? Because the painting a horse is not easy. 
Well, they took ages to get it right, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Oh, that's a wonderful portrait. Yeah. I, I recognise the horse immediately without yeah. without having to look at the colours or the number. Do you yeah. worry there's no just background? By the, just by the, uh, the, the, the head, <coughs> the face of the horse. Do you worry that there's no background there, that it's sort of be... Well, you know, it's... no, that doesn't worry me because it features the horse more, doesn't it? It does. Because often the background can uh, distract. Bl- distract you, you from, know, especially from the beauty of the people horse. People mooning the... Yes. You know, the horse as it goes by and That's all right. that sort of stuff. Stupid things. But yes. Not, not out un- unattractive in a rugby league venue, but no. unsightly in a racing venue. That's right. Mm. That's right. Yes. But, uh, gee, what, we, what, what we don't want, and uh, uh, one of the uh, listeners has uh, uh, alerted us to this, HG, is that we, you don't want people, uh, you know, doing Cubist-style portraits or expressionist stuff. Uh, we we want them to be realistic, don't we? You mean naturalistic? We, we want them to be able to, you know, pass the pub test. I.e., you take the you take the the, the portrait, portrait into a pub, pub and say, "Who's this?" Yeah, and then everyone turns around and says, Animo. "Oh, it's Winks." Oh, yeah, Winks. Yeah, yeah or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Rather than have to look at the back and see, oh, you know, yeah, what's written well, there. Well, of course. <laughs> These uh, people who own horses, and I'm not knocking for this, like to see their, you know, a realistic version or naturalistic version mm. of the thing that they spent millions of dollars That's on. That's right. And I, I've got, I don't begrudge them that. No, I you don't know, you know, and if Well, you, essentially they want you to do with the brush what a camera does, don't they? They do. They yes, do. they do. And they'd like to see it with a bit of a minimal artistic licence. Yes. You know, the, all the hooves can be off the ground if they yeah. want it to oh, be. Oh, sure. You know. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, yeah. they want the jockey's colours. They don't yeah. want Larry jockey's colours like, no. you know, They, they distract green. from the, from yes, the portrait that's itself. Right. Yes. That's right. They want to focus on the horse. They want to see the, yes. the effort the horse has gone into being successful. That's right. Yeah. Big skill. Mm. Yes. Now, just before we go well, on. it's not for everyone, is it? No. Yeah. Now, just while you're gathering your thoughts there, one thing that worries me, and this has happened before, is that uh, – I thought we'd gotten over this, but they're back at it again. And this is rugby league at its worst, really. Roosters coach Trent Robinson is putting in the hard yards during the off-season. Robinson has joined Mark Hughes, Paul Harrigan and Danny Badiris to trek Everest base camp Mm -hmm. to raise money for the Mark Hughes Foundation. All right, yes. Robinson, who was part of the group of 21 climbers, arrived at Everest base camp on Wednesday after trekking for nine days, gave a shout-out to those who have supported the cause. We worked really hard to get here. We really value... We really, really value your support. It's been an adventure. We loved it, loved the support. You just want to say to all those roosters out there, thank you very much, love you, Robinson said on Insta this week. The trek has so far raised 500000 for brain cancer research. Now, is this the trek that ended up in trouble once and all the uh, uh, trekkers had to be chopped out of the uh, Everest Space so. Camp? yeah, Because a so. big uh, avalanche That's happened right. or, you know, poor yeah. weather yeah. blew them away. And I, I, I don't get this. I mean, mm. Everest... Is yeah. now overwhelmed with this sort of thing. It is. You know, I mean, yeah. if you walked around Randwick, yeah. uh, you know. For- I mean, I, I don't know, if they set themselves a challenge, you know, if Trent Robinson said, uh, okay, well, me and a few rugby league people, we're going to try and find Irvine's camera. Well, now Remember Mallory and Irvine? I do. And they suggestion that he got to the top, You got to the, the top, yep. Took, took the, the photo, photo and then died, and then on, the died way down. on the way down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can I point out that in the past... Mm. Walking around racetracks was an entertainment. That's this right. is going back a fair way. Yeah. 
I see no reason why the rugby league players in their off season yep. couldn't book out Randwick, say, for three weeks yep. ha- and have bets on how far we're going to get in walking for three weeks because it would be just as sensible as climbing on Everest. Because well, think of the be. carbon just... Yeah, know. I know, the carbon footprint. Yes, well, I yeah. don't want to knock that because no, no, they're no. going over there to well, raise money. Well, we've got to think outside the box here and say, all right, Chad Robinson and a number of blokes put their hands up and say, look, we're going to walk up Everest to the base camp. How much are you going to pay us not to do it? Exactly. <laughs> For the Mark yeah. Hughes Foundation. Yeah. Everyone wins. I know. That they is don't go. Yeah. Carbon footprint, zilch. Yeah. yeah. And, and back pocket, yeah. dry powder, walking around Randwick. Thank you. Because you don't pull a crowd. Yeah. People would come in and see him where he, you know, put yeah. in, Robbo, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Sure. You know, and they'd, there'd be a lot of television coverage. There and, would. You know, they'd probably put up events. You That's know, right. Bit, you know, yeah. walk, Well, walk you get it. one of the networks in. I don't know if Sneeze would cover it, but maybe Seven might. Hame would turn up. You know, Trent, take us through it. Yeah, walk, walk yeah. a lap with Robbo. Yeah. I mean, the sea, and again, carbon footprint, very minimal. Very minimal. Only shoe leather. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. The most decent people on earth, Australians. The fittest people on earth, Australians. The fittest, most decent Australians, the AFL community. Celebrated each week here on The Bludge. Uh, Roy, a couple of thoughts from the uh, text line? Uh, yeah, someone's suggesting she, they should get Sarah Murdoch for Vegas. She's, oh. she's a mad manly supporter. Uh, and the NRL would get free advertising. Well, that, that's, yeah, that's not a, a bad thought. suggestion. Yeah, that's right. That's a great link. A great idea, isn't yeah. it? Because she would obviously talk to Lachlan, Lachlan about about, rugby about showing games live. Yeah, no, that's true. In America. In America. Yeah, it's at prime time. Now, uh, someone is suggesting the American actor Martin Sheen made a TV show where he was the president. That's right, the West Wing. And he made a movie about the way, that is, the, the Spanish... Oh, he did, he did, he did, the Camino, The yeah. Camino, yes. Perhaps he could make a new movie about the rugby league way. Oh, that's a lovely idea. Well, that's a lovely idea. It's a beautiful idea. I mean, they're so scenic out there. It is. You know, so many things. Yeah. Now, um, obviously the our approaches, but um, one thing I'd like to finish with where we mm. began. Mm. Peter Volandis is well known of steering clear of fancy food at sporting functions, preferring simple fare such as hot chips. I now, didn't know that. No, he he. Was that what he had with the Queen? Just yeah. hot, ch- hot chips. A bucket of hot chips and a party. Maybe pie. a Frankfurt and a Frankfurt bit of, bit of tomato sauce. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He says it's the Wollongong in me. He trades a lot on Wollongong. He does, doesn't he? Mm. Now, so we wonder how he went with the Wednesday nights do. Yeah. Uh, the state dinner. Mm. Uh, first course featured farrow and roasted beet salad, with popped sorghum and herb vinaigrette. Sounds. Inedible, doesn't it? <laughs> butternut squash soup. With oh, butternut sm- st- squash soup would have been nice. With paprika and candle. Paprika? Yeah, I know, paprika. Ooh. Candied pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds are very good. I hope that didn't surprise his bowels because paprika <laughs> can really... Go through, yeah. Yes, if you're not careful. If you've been on a strict diet mm. or, you know, a Wollongong diet of just yeah. uh, sausage rolls well, and frankfurts and tomato sauce, suddenly paprika can be... Really a blow out the trouser doors. explosion if yeah. you're not... And there, that's where home comes into his own. The paprika, Peter, take us through take it. Take us through it. <laughs> the main was sarsaparilla braised short ribs, sorghum glazed young carrots. Mm. Bru- oh, it's a too over, too busy. Mm. Brussels sprouts and celery root puree and carrot juice. Oh, it's too busy, isn't it? Now, for dessert, a choice between a lamington mm. and hazelnut and chocolate mousse cake and creme fraiche. Creme fraiche, yeah. I- ice cream. Mm. And uh, this uh, funny correspondent... Hopefully a bowl of chips for Peter on the side. Yeah, yeah. Because that'll settle him down. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, that must have been a, a bit of a challenge for the man of feathers. Yeah, and mm, those trousers. But mercifully, I think he eats before he goes to these dinners. He does. So he doesn't he eats have to the eat because no. he just talks all the time, <laughs> doesn't he? Now, that brings us sadly to the end of another year of uh, Bludging on the Blind Side, Roy. It's been another wonderful season. It and has. I, I thank you for your company, your thoughts yes. and your observations throughout the whole year. And yeah. I, I believe yeah. as though, you know, obviously sport benefits, but Australia's benefited from your insights. I just think it's been a Well, a year it's been where, a very yeah. interesting year, AC. I mean, even if we look at the debacle of the World Cup... Uh, with the with the rugby union and the, the the tired and sad wallabies, what you've got to take out of it is that it's been a great result for what I'd call Southern Hemisphere rugby. It has when we see the final between the All Blacks and, and the Springboks, yeah. uh, something's going right with uh, the Southern Hemisphere Southern Hemisphere rugby union that somehow Australia's missing out on. And that's what's got to be addressed. It is. And, of course, the highlight of the year, without a doubt, in terms of the sporting world, was mm. the Women's World Cup. Yes. Which just seems <laughs> to have changed. Well, it's changed the nature things. of women's sport, hasn't it? it? Women's sport and the yeah. way that the community relates to sport. That's right. Uh, so much so that now we have rugby league going to America. I that's mean, right. Who would have thought that that would be the spin-off? Yeah. Uh, but that looks to be... But what a fantastic competition it was. Mm. And uh, so many people uh, are thinking differently about sport mm. and who you can go and see and how you can spend your time mm. now because of that competition. Yes, that's, that's exactly right. Mm. That's exactly right. And uh, Just on the text here, uh, someone's saying a little bit of wisdom here, HG. He says, my dad always said, don't buy a house, buy a horse and get ahead. Isn't that And there's lovely. a bit of truth to that and that's not a bad message to put out with Christmas looming. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's a, a lovely Wouldn't that be a wonderful surprise, surprise for a lot of families? Uh, you wake up Christmas Day and clop, clop, clop in the kitchen, a horse. <laughs> and sadly, you're packing up by lunch <laughs> and moving on. And speaking of moving on, that's it for Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Thanks. Hey, can I just say, have a wonderful Christmas. It's been a great year for yourself and it's been wonderful to be here with you. Thanks, Roy. That's terrific. And uh, thanks to all our listeners who have contributed, if I haven't mentioned them already. Bludge on, bludgers. We'll be back next year, March the 2nd. I can't wait. I'm brave all over. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.